Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey folks, quick disclosure before this podcast, just want to let you know that any investments I do speak about during the podcast are my opinions and my opinions only, not meant for investment advice. If you are looking for some help, make sure you contact a qualified financial advisor or investment manager to help you out. Okay, folks, thanks and enjoy the podcast. Hey folks, Greg Shepard here with Higher Ed Retire Podcast. I tell you what, I got a little different podcast for everyone out there today. What I'm going to do is repurpose a webinar that I held for several people last week. Someone that tuned into the webinar told me I needed to make this into a podcast. So here I am. So we'll see how this goes. What I'm going to do is basically just verbalize the slides that I went over, the PowerPoint slides that I went over in the podcast uh, for several people. So this webinar turned podcast was geared for those in higher education. The title of the webinar is formally here, How Stock Markets React During Pandemic Regardless of Political Affiliation. So as you can imagine, with a rather polarizing headline, I had some people tune in to figure out what I was going to talk about regarding politics. And I tell you, I can tell you real quick, not a lot. I don't like to get into a lot of politics, but some general things, okay? So what I did on this webinar is just briefly introduce myself, of course. Most of you, if you've been listening to my podcasts, know who I am. Uh, but again, this is Greg Shepard. I've been doing this for 19 years, this being financial planning slash investment management all with the same firm. I highlighted that during the webcast. Uh, it's very important for people to know out there that I have been with the same firm, SNA Financial Services. So what you're doing is you're listening to a podcast, which I place on higheredretire.com, but I do investment management financial planning for a living with SNA Financial Services for 19 years. That's the only firm I've worked with for in this industry. And of course, uh, I do specialize in helping those in higher education navigate their retirement plans and get through retirement. Um, as most of, most of you know out there, I have clients all over the country. I've uh, been talking at several department conferences across the country as well. So that, that was kind of my opening for the webinar. And this, I guess I'll call it the first slide, is touching upon the politics and these, in, these markets that we're seeing ourselves in. And, and the point of this webinar turn podcast is trying to explain or figure out how to navigate uh, the, these markets during these hectic times. You know, we've had the market slide down precipitously and then conversely come up with just a violent pace. You know, how can you wrap your head around this, okay? Uh, so what I did is I first talked about, generally speaking, politics, okay? So what I did is I highlighted here on my slides politics from an investment perspective. And I emphasize that because I'm not getting into the the social or anything dealing with politics, okay? Just from an investment perspective. But generally speaking, I'm not really sure the market cares too much about who wins, to be honest. I'm going to get a little bit more into this later, but the economy is starting to right itself, okay? Well, it's not good by any stretch of the imagination, but I could actually argue that. It's getting better. Given what we're in, this pandemic and how we just shut our economy down, you know, you can argue if that was for good reason or not, 
Unemployment numbers are getting better. GDP numbers are getting better. I'm going to get a little bit more into this later, okay? So generally speaking, again, I'm not sure the markets really care too much who wins. You're going to see some short-term volatility one way or another, depending upon who wins. And if I, if I can be honest here, I'm more interested in who wins. Now, I shouldn't say more interested, but it's maybe of equal importance who wins that Senate. Folks, we can easily see the Dems have a clean sweep of the House, the Senate, and the presidency, okay? I'm not a big fan of one party controlling all branches of government and the presidency, whether Republican or Democrat, I do not care. I like it when nothing gets done, okay? Split Congress. But I think the Dems are going to control the House. Uh, it's not 100%, of course, but I think it's just about a foregone conclusion. The Senate, flip a coin, right? Uh, it could go one way or another, and it wouldn't surprise me. But I tell you what, historically... The presidency does coincide with the Senate for the for the most part. So if the Senate's won, if the Senate is won by the Democrats, then I would expect Joe Biden to be president and vice versa as well. Moving on here from an investment perspective, if Biden wins, if the Democrats, especially if the Democrats sweep, man, you got uh, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris being picked as VP. Better start looking at alternative energy. All right, she was a backer. From a realistic point of view of the uh, of the Green New Deal, okay, and she's going to be pushing forward some of those initiatives, I would imagine, or trying to get those initiatives pushed forward. Infrastructure, I do like infrastructure on both sides. If Trump wins or Biden wins, okay, and you can access infrastructure by utility investments, you can get this, folks, in your higher education retirement plans. There are investments within your higher education retirement plans that I, I I'm assuming. Not guaranteeing, but a high majority of you out there have no idea you can gain access to, okay? Any sector that you can think of, whether it's energy, uh, healthcare, technology, you go down the list, and folks, you can get it in your retirement plans. You just don't know how for the most most of you out there, okay? Um, so we'll touch upon that on other podcasts and maybe a little bit down the road here in this podcast. But also, if the Dems uh, win, I like healthcare as well. That's not a grandiose statement. I think healthcare has done very well. Previously, and I think it will continue to do well, especially if the Democrats win. So, other side, if Republicans win, if if uh, Trump wins, I still like infrastructure. Like I mentioned earlier, you can access infrastructure through utility investments. I like small and mid-sized companies, probably primarily small-sized companies. Reason being is that Trump has rolled back regulations, uh, decreased tax liability for these smaller companies. We're talking about a tax holiday here coming up. Uh, just removing basically payroll tax for these smaller companies. So I'd be looking that direction. Also, U.S. companies, just U.S. companies in general, large cap, large size U.S. companies, and in my opinion, try to stay away from the international companies and bring it all home here in the U.S., okay? That's just kind of dangling a carrot. There's going to be a more there's going to be a more informative webinar. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading this slide here. There's going to be a more informative podcast and webinar, actually, down the road, getting into the specifics of politics and how they play into our investments here going into 2021. So keep an eye out for that. Folks, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. I like to think so. At least it says here on the slides, so it's got to be true. I do think the economy is going to be fine. Uh, we're going to go through some hiccups here in the fall. I think most people understand that. The market has risen quite dramatically in the last few months, uh, but with with gosh, I'm going to get into this a little later in this podcast. So I, I want to I want to hang tight on that thought here. But I am an optimist when it comes to this economy. Okay, so let's move on a little bit. Okay, so we just went through 
what I call the pandemic bear market. So what the heck is that? A bear market essentially, by definition, is when you go from the high and you drop 20%. Okay, so we flew right, right through that back in March. It was the quickest bear market in history. And conversely, like I mentioned earlier, we dramatically, violently came out of this thing as well. Okay, so there are typical stages of these, let's call it a cycle or a bear market, whatever you want to call it. Okay, first you have the first phase is this panic selling, which we saw in droves, right? You know, it's that sky is falling mentality. The market sold off dramatically back in March, and that was the panic selling. From there, you could, let me back up a little bit. After the panic selling, you're going to put in a bottom, okay? Whatever that bottom is, you never know when it's coming, but it's one of those things that you look back on and say, oh, yeah, that was the bottom. And that was March 23rd, okay? The market, the S&P went down, I think it was 30%, thereabouts, no less than that at least, okay? Now, look back at 08, the market dropped like 57% or something like that. So when the market's down 25%, heck, why wouldn't it go down 50%, okay? It did in 08, and this, what we're going through now, seems just more, at least emotionally, more dramatic, okay? So why couldn't we? Why, why didn't we go down 50%, all right? I don't know the answer. Nobody does, but we only went down 30%. That was the bottom, March 23rd. From there, you get a retracement, okay? We did go through that. Actually, it was a bigger retracement than I can think of in my head right now. We shot up like a rocket, and for those of you that sold... I had two clients. I had two clients that sold. Didn't play out too well, all right? Did not work. That's where you're injecting these, these emotional behaviors and trying to rationalize an irrational entity, which is a stock market. The stock market is irrational, okay? You cannot rationalize it. You can't time it. It's just nearly impossible. It's not impossible because you can get lucky, okay? And then you'll write a book and you'll make millions off the book because... Everyone thinks you're Nostradamus, okay? So you get that retracement, and that's kind of where we are now. We're kind of hovering around that 27. We're pushing 28,000 on the Dow, kind of flip-flopping back and forth in that range, kind of waiting to see what the fall is going to bring, I, I believe. Um, is this virus going to kick back up with all these schools going back, sports going back? You know, sports are having a little bit difficult time, depending upon what sport you're watching. Uh, are these schools going to have a tough time? Are these local economies going to have to shut down again? And would that surprise anybody, though? Okay, I do not think that we would slide back down to what we saw in March because in March we got hit like a freight train, right? If they shut down your local economy, wherever you may be, are you really going to be that surprised? Not as surprised as you were in March, I can tell you that. You might be upset, but surprised? I don't know, okay? Uh, and I don't think it would look like what we saw in March, the shutdown, if that occurred, okay? Uh, so you could see that. And then from there, folks, history tells you that once you get out of this mess, whenever that is, okay, out of this recession, which we are no doubtedly in, history is on my side when I say you're in for a bull market, whenever that is, okay? Last, um, I don't have it here in front of me, but I believe eight out of the last nine recessions, we've gone into a bull market, okay, in between those recessionary times. So what I'm trying to do is get all my clients invested how we want to look 2021 and beyond, okay? Kind of tongue-in-cheek here. I don't really care about the rest of this year, okay, unless we go through something really dramatic. But don't try to time this thing, in my opinion. You know, politics are not something that you want to try to time, okay? That's not part of your investment management. It's not part of your financial planning, okay? You get through the bumps, which we'll probably have, 
and you go from there, okay? What sectors do you want to be invested in going into 2021 and beyond? But typically after recessions, good times roll, for lack of a better term, for the most part, okay? So I want to be a part of that when, if that occurs. Next, I talk about why is this market shooting through the roof? Why is the market doing so well the last few months? When we find ourselves in a pandemic, we find unemployment at the rate that it's at, which, by the way, has been knocked down. I'll get into a little bit. But we had some crazy unemployment numbers in a bad way. What gives? Why is this market doing so well? Folks, it's all about the future, okay? The stock market is a great fortune teller. Well, it tries to be a great fortune teller. Stock market's looking six, eight months out in advance. So we're looking into 2021, okay? Like I mentioned, unemployment numbers, they are improving. If you saw my graph that I'm staring at right now, it looks like a video game, okay? We went through early this year in spring. We shut the economy down. Of course, unemployment went up. Everybody knows that, all right? Right now, as I speak here in August, mid-August, unemployment has come down to 10.2%, all right? Now, when I listen to this in the future, I'm going to look back or listen back and think, heck, 10.2%, that's a lot. That's a big number. But given where we were a few months ago, not a bad number at all. And my opinion, my bet, is by the end of the year, we're going to be under 10%. The market's going to like that, all right? Consumer spending. People are spending money now, not to the tune that they were, of course, back in January. Last three months, consumer spending has ticked upwards. All right, that's a good thing. I'm trying to spend money. People out there, my wife is doing a great job spending money, okay? We can all thank her for improving this economy, okay? God, I hope she doesn't listen to this thing. So Q3, GDP, look out, okay? That's my opinion. So third quarter GDP, I don't know exactly when it comes out. I know it comes out before the election. All right, I do know that. Uh, September, October, so we're looking October-ish, sometime around there. Folks, Q2, Q2 GDP was horrid. We knew it was going to be bad. It was one of the wor- it was the worst deceleration in our economic history. But folks, when you're at the bottom, where do you go? All right? This is kind of a rhetorical question. You go up, okay? You're not going to go down. If you're at the bottom, there's one direction to go. That's up. Q3 GDP, unless something extremely dramatic happens between now and then, folks, I'm looking at 15, 20 plus percent improvements from where we were at Q2. Do you think the market's going to like that? Okay. Our economy still won't be there, there being where we wanted it to be, but we're in the right direction. That's what the stock market's doing. It's looking out in the future. Lastly, why is the stock market going through the roof? Economic stimulus. The, the government, when I say government, I'm talking about the treasury. They're throwing you all know the story, trillions of dollars into this into this economy, okay, both private and the public, you know, you and me both, and plus corporations. Everyone's getting money, okay, to the tune that we have not seen before. It's crazy the amount of money compared to GDP. So once we get through this mess, I do believe uh, companies are going to start hiring back. I think people are going to have jobs. I think people are going to start traveling and driving and using gas and going to the stores and doing what we were before. It might look a little different, okay? You might have those masks on a little bit here and there in 2021 and beyond, which is cool. Hey, if that's what it takes, sign me up, okay? Um, But the amount of money the Treasury has thrown at this thing is unprecedented. It's unparalleled. And that, I'm not a big fan of the amount of money we're 
borrowing, basically. Folks, who do you think we're borrowing from, by the way? Okay. Uh, this does not take rocket science or a MIT grad in economics to figure this out. It's China, China, China. It's not great, okay? Um, it's not great that we have all this money that we're giving out, but I guess it's going to get us through this, right? And I think on the other side, we're ready. We're pent up from a from a consumer spending perspective and a business perspective. I think they had this uh, just pent up energy, ready to go, man. Let's get through this. Um, lastly, vaccine. Um, Folks, when they come out with a vaccine that gets mass distributed amongst the people, that's going to turn that economic spigot on, okay? Um, here a couple weeks ago, maybe last week actually, uh, Putin over there in Russia, I, believe it or not, I really don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't know if I believe it. I, I really don't, to be honest. Came out and said that they have a vaccine, and his, what, daughter, I believe, is taking this vaccine. Great for them. But the market shot up like 350 points just on that news. Anytime we get good news on a vaccine, that market's going north. Folks, what, what happens when we really get a vaccine and it's in our economy, it's, in our, it's getting distributed? Do you think the market's going to like that? I want to be invested when that time comes. Okay, in this uh, webinar, what I did is I talked about how do you handle these uncertain times, okay, folks? Now, I have a fantastic software that I'm using for clients and prospects as well. Um, I don't know if I want to get into the name of the software. I don't know why. I just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of liability. I have no idea. But it's it, it centers around risk, okay? And everyone does have this risk number, okay, associated with them. You know, what's your risk number? What are my clients' risk numbers? I think it's imperative, especially going through these times, that you find out what your risk number is. Now that's now, that might be a little general when I'm saying what's your risk number, and it may not make a lot of sense to you, but this software focuses in on a risk number specific to you, and it shows you visually how much risk is in your portfolio, okay? So when we go through bad times like we did in March or 08 or 01 or in the future here, how much are you willing realistically for your account to go down? Of course, as you get older, you're probably not willing to make to take as much risk. Folks, if you're in the stock market, you know, I use this F word. I tell I tell prospects and clients that I have an F word, okay? Now, I know everyone's parents out there taught them not to use the F word. I use it consistently. That F word is fearless. And what I mean by that is, folks, if you're in the stock market, you have to invest fearlessly, okay? You cannot, you got to be void of fear, all right? Uh, because the stock market's going to go up and down. You have to be invested in things that you believe in going into the future, all right? Like, for example, what we did during March, April, and during the, during the uh, spring and early summer, instead of selling, what we did is we, re, re, <laughs> we reallocated, okay? We got more growth stocks. We got more tech stocks, okay? Uh, took some chances on some biotechs, okay? Uh, medical device companies, things like that. Normally, we wouldn't necessarily be in, but these times presented opportunities. Folks, you can do this in your higher education retirement plans. I know some of you out there will say, well, I don't have access to technology or energy in my retirement plans. Yes, you do. Mostly out there, okay? If you want to find out if you do, shoot me an email. Uh, my email, by the way, is greg at shepherdfinancial.com, S-H-E-P-A-R-D. My podcast website, that's going to be higheredretire.com. You can get my information there. Most of you listening in higher education, you have accounts within your retirement plan that you probably don't even know that you have access to, okay, folks? But also, regardless of that, if you want to know what your risk number is, if you want to know if you're taking the right amount of risk in your portfolio, 
let me know and I'll shoot you this uh, risk number. I'll call it a questionnaire. It's not, it's like 30 seconds, okay? It'll take you 30, 40 seconds, something like that. And then you can find out if you're really aligned because folks back in the day, it's like the rule of thumb or I guess that's the right term is take your age minus or 100 minus your age and that's how much is in the stock, I don't even know, stock market or something like that. That's how people figured out how much risk. Back in the day when I first started, clients were, I guess, prospects would be across the table from me. And I say, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, so let's talk about risk. Um, what do you think about 70% or 60% in the stock market? And they look at me and say, well, what do you think, Greg? I, I think that sounds fair. And there, away we go. But what does that really mean? That's, that's, the concept doesn't make sense to me anymore. And it hasn't in a long time. Because that 60, let's call it 70% in the stock market could be made up of small caps, mid caps, large caps, technology, healthcare, different kinds of stocks that have more and less risk associated with them. And what do those investments do when you go through a down market? How do they react? This is too much of a convoluted conversation to have in 10 seconds. Okay. And how does it fit into your retirement plan? Everybody should have a plan. What is your plan? If you don't have a plan, get one. Folks, so come on. This is like the most important thing for your retirement. You need the money in order to retire, okay? Uh, so let me help you out. Just shoot me an email. Let me know. Give me a call. Uh, phone number at the office in Kansas City. That's the one I answer the most is 913-521-2381. Let's move on here. What, else, what other slides do I have here? Okay, so actually I did a video on my webinar talking about this risk number. Uh, podcasts don't work very good with videos, so I'm going to go ahead and skip that. Uh, so I'm going to end that here, in this podcast here. Uh, basically, what I want to get across to everybody out there, during these times, during these turbulent times, it's important for you to have a game plan. What is your game plan? If you have a game plan, stick to it. Okay, you can't be a fearless investor if you sold back in March. Okay, if you're trying to, well, if you think, uh, just for example, if you think Biden's going to win and most analysts think the market's going to drop a little bit, you can't time that. I heard the same thing in 2016 when if Trump won, the stock market's going to tank. Well, those that sold lost out on one of the biggest market upswings I can recall, okay, after the mark, after the uh, election. Don't let politics influence your investment decisions. Don't let your emotions dictate your investment decisions. Have some intellect. Go, go through this process with some intellect, okay, and stick to it. You got to be disciplined. That's where that risk number comes into play, okay, folks? So get with me. And let me help you out. You don't have to be a client of mine, okay? Um, I'm not looking to do that. I'm looking to help you out, okay? So shoot me an email. Go to my website, higheredretire.com. You can find my information, and I'd be more than happy to help you out with this, this, this risk topic. Folks, that's it. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in today. This is Greg Shepard with higheredretire.com, telling you all out there to take control of your retirement today. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey. Please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. 
S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.